1: LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, k 5 ux Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD.
0: Well, hello everybody, and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 354 of the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. This is Linux in the Hamshack. This is our Deep Dive episode, and today we have an interview with somebody, if you're an amateur radio operator and listen to podcasts, you probably know, um, and his name is Eric, and I don't have his last name right off, but it's uh, 4-Z-1-U-G. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Obviously, you're
2: a listener. Yes, obviously.
0: I have listened a few times, but I, I am notorious about not listening to podcasts, not even this one. So, uh, anyway, let's go ahead and do our introductions. I'm Russ K5TUX. And we must be missing Cheryl. We are so. missing Cheryl, yes. Oh, yeah. So, I'm Bill, N-E-4-R-D. So, I guess I could have pointed that out before I started doing this. But, that, yes, we don't have Cheryl uh, W5MOO today. She is off on assignment. We always say on assignment when it means she's in the other room and doesn't want to be here. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
2: she's cooking the next, uh, uh, the she next actually does have to do some recipe.
0: She has to do some cooking because she's... Uh, She's working on a project that involves cooking. But anyway, so now that we've introduced the usual suspects, uh, Eric, we'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself.
2: Sure. I'm Eric Guth, 4Z1UG. I'm also WA6IGR. I've been a license since 1974 uh, as a ham radio operator. Grew up in Southern California. And um, I live in Israel. I've been here 20 years.
0: We might get to why you live in Israel and all that a little bit later on, but uh, we want to get to the meat of the matter without too much ado. Sure. But um, before we do that, we should probably mention that you have um, maybe a show of your own that some Uh, people might have heard of.
2: I do. I I host the QSO Today podcast. Uh, I've been hosting it since 2014. I've put up 308 consecutive weekly episodes.
0: That's very good we're we're starting to pile the episodes on because we're recording a lot more frequently than we used to but <laughs> uh well it's you know what I've, us, I've discovered taken us that we,
2: I've discovered that we um that, that we podcast listeners now Russ you say you're not a podcast listener but we podcast listeners expect our weekly podcast so i i truly appreciate that Linux and the Ham Shack comes to me every week
0: yeah we actually made the crazy decision to be three times every two weeks so we it's one and a half times per week (laughs) which is more than most podcasts and maybe more than we really should but anyway i am at least for the beginning of this going to turn this interview over to bill who's going to talk about or talk with eric about a project that we have mentioned on the show but we are going to deep dive into it and get all the nitty-gritty details about this online ham expo that 's coming up very soon, so Bill take it away, yeah Eric. Uh, thanks for joining us today and uh,
3: glad you 're also a listener of this podcast and uh, I guess you should probably mention your 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 Linux street cred, so everybody knows that uh, that is not a not, not, not something different here we 're actually talking to a real linux user
2: well my my uh, the background on that is is, is that I <clears throat> when Windows seven was introduced, I thought that after thirty five years Microsoft had finally gotten it right. And then they decided that they weren't going to stay with uh, Windows 7 and they were going to keep upgrading it. So uh, when we got to the point where Windows 7 was no longer supported, um, I chucked all my Windows devices and I'm now a, a KDE Plasma user. So, uh, And I love it. I love the fact that when I close all the windows, um, all the CPUs go down to zero. Uh, it's not talking to somebody in the middle of the night that I don't know about. And uh, I, I love. I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't do it 30 years ago.
3: <laughs> well, that's great. We like to we like to hear from true true Linux users. Even though you're using KDE Plasma, that's fine. <laughs> we won't hold that against you. Well, let's get to this event. This is uh, this is uh, a ca- popped up in my, our news feed probably about a month or so ago, and obviously I've been talking to you about it uh, with regards to uh, the K2BSA. But uh, what we're talking today about is the QSO Today Virtual Ham Expo 2020. And uh, why don't you tell us uh, what it is, when it is, and then we'll get into the details of how one can participate.
2: Okay, good. Um, The QSO Today Virtual Ham Expo was kind of an idea that formed as um, I was canceling my plans to go to Dayton uh, because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So it it became an idea and now it's become um, uh, like this giant snowball that's uh, hopefully out of control but headed towards our opening on August 8th and 9th. So the way this works is um, uh, the idea turned into looking for a way to create an event that felt like a convention. Because I felt that, you know, ham radio operators who are, who are social distancing would want to attend some kind of a convention from their computers that actually felt and looked like a convention. So um, I spent some time looking for different providers of hosted convention software or, or virtual hosted like uh, in the cloud services. And I found that all of them, all of them, and there's a bunch of them, but all of them were so busy um, taking Conventions that had canceled and onboarding them that uh, it was very actually very difficult to actually find somebody that would even return our, our uh, emails But we did find a few and we we interviewed a few and we found the one that we're using and so if you go to the, our website Which is QSO qsotodayhamexpo.com? Um, there's actually a little bit of explanation in the exhibitor section about you know the system that we're using but uh, essentially what will happen is is that on? August seventh at six p.m. Uh, Pacific time, uh, Dr. Scott Wright K zero MD will do the keynote address, and hopefully we'll have some act- activities after that, you know, for the evening. But the official opening is actually at uh, eight a.m. Saturday morning, August eighth, and so the uh, the hours for um for the you know the uh, being open. Uh, as far as the vendors are concerned and the, the speeches will run from 8 to 6 and then it will open again on Sunday morning from 8 to 6. But the system, the the, the, the convention hall will actually be open from that uh, 6 p.m. Friday so for a continuous 48 hours. And then over that period of time, we also have some international uh international speakers and some international visitors who um, will be able to access the platform and go through the exhibit hall and uh, listen to the speakers <clears throat> after the speaker after the live speakers have been given so they all of the, once a, sp- a speech has been made live then it goes on demand and so that uh, it can be listened to and then after that after that 48 hours uh, the system will be available for 30 days so that uh, anyone who missed uh, the seventy plus uh speakers that we have in six tracks or uh, the uh, the exhibit halls they can they can still have access to all that content and go through all of that uh you know for the next thirty days so that's kind of it in a nutshell
3: yeah, so and uh I guess uh since we don't really have a visual component to the show, it's a little hard to uh, to describe exactly how this works. But uh, you did a great job. Um, you know, people are probably familiar with a few of the little online uh, uh, symposiums and stuff like that that have been going on lately. Like we had a Contest University go on. Uh, I believe that was on Zoom, and then we had uh, uh, the YouTubers Hamfest or, or YouTubers Fest, which was all over YouTube and the various uh, sponsors' channels. Um, this is like an aggregated platform and it allows the user, like the, the end user experience to come in as if they're walking into a a real exposition hall. And maybe you can describe a little bit of about, uh, a little bit about like how the user would intend to navigate this beyond just, you know, clicking on videos and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, when they first open the platform, the platform will work on any browser, so it doesn't matter uh, what browser you're using. There's no plugins. It just works. And when you log into the site, what will happen is you're actually kind of sitting outside uh, in in the parking lot. And uh, we have this kind of futuristic-looking uh, exhibit hall. Uh, we're setting the setting is in the Arizona Painted Desert. So our exhibit hall is kind of out in the boonies, but it has uh, it has people walking around. Uh, the people are avatars. the The frame rate is like Television, so what what the users will see will actually they'll be seeing people walking around. I got my choice of avatars, so I thought it would be fun to make them all over 50, slightly overweight, suspenders, and baseball hats, to to maybe kind of complement the demographic of ham radio operators, at least the ones that I know, and. uh, And then you click on the the entrance and you kind of zoom into the lobby. And so you're actually, you know, standing on a balcony over the lobby and you actually see the exhibit hall door and you see the auditorium door. And when you click on the doors, it takes you either into the auditorium, which gives you uh, a a picture. You're you're seeing an auditorium with people sitting in it, and you push the screen, and it will give you the directory of who's speaking. Now, we've got six tracks of speakers, you know, based on uh, different kind of areas of, you know, what interests hams and uh, we're also uh, addressing the needs of people of hams that uh, maybe are not active or on the air or or they need to get started so we're working very hard to make sure that all of the speakers will be sensitive to the fact that um, uh, that many of the people that are coming you know on the two live days are in fact maybe newbies or beginners So, uh, so and then, then essentially that when you go into the exhibit hall you actually see booths see all the booths are based on you know maybe uh, 10 different styles but if you when you color them and put the graphics on them they all look different so um our um, our our platinum sponsor is Icom America, and so they'll actually that will actually be the first booth you see when you walk in. But essentially, you'll be able to kind of walk between the booths and uh, virtually, and then select the booth you want. And there's a whole menu system that opens up underneath the booth that has their uh, all their videos that they've onboarded and their uh, their content and. Uh, so for the for the user, then they'll be able to actually collect content. They can email that content back to them after the show. Um, we're gamifying the platform so that uh, we have what's called a leaderboard contest. So we'll have a prize booth with a with prizes that have been donated by the sponsors and the exhibitors. And as you go around through the conference, you attend uh, you attend webinars. You um, You engage in the booths, you chat with the people who are working in the booths during the live hours, then you accumulate points and those points make you eligible, you know, to win uh, prizes on the system. So there's all kinds of um, uh, ways that we're, we're hoping to stimulate engagement with all of the people who are on the platform during the live days.
3: Right, and you mentioned, uh, you just glossed over it there, the uh, the end user will actually be able to, if the booth is set up that way, to talk directly with somebody representing that booth. Is that true?
2: That's right. As a matter of fact, like the uh, ICOM, for example, um, will have 10 concurrent booth representatives. Now, ICOM's plans, uh, you know, Ray, Ray Novak has... Um, has uh, made this kind of a worldwide event for ICOM. So the the ICOM booth may actually have representatives for ICOM uh, during the off times uh, w- which is working hours uh, in other parts of the world. So um, if you go to the ICOM booth at any time during that 48 hours you'll actually will find people in the in the booth and when you click on their name then you have a choice of engaging with them either video chat, voice chat, or text chat and that's a that's a system that's native to the platform. So it's not zoom, it's, um, it's, uh, it's something that you just you just push the button and it works. Essentially, it, it, it calls the person at the other end, they answer and you're talking to them.
3: Excellent. And so since it's all built into the, the, the one platform, it's not like uh, the user would have to like, go download something or some kind of drivers or something like that. I'm assuming once they hit the website, it's all through like WebRTC or whatever. So that they can actually do the video and, and voice.
2: That's right. There's nothing to download and nothing to start. Now that that's a little bit different from the um from the web the webinar area is all done on Zoom webinar. So when you first log into uh you know the the first speaker, then you may have to to <clears throat> download Zoom. So what we're going to do before uh, even the weeks before the show, we will actually um, send emails to to the registered. Uh, attendees, so we, we're we're urging pre-registration, and what we'll do is um, we'll send some onboarding videos to show them, you know, kind of what tools they should have, you know, pre-loaded on their com- computer, like Zoom. Uh, if you have if you have children, you already have Zoom on your computers, but if if you don't, then um, or grandchildren, you know, your social distancing. <laughs> Um, I think Zoom is probably ubiquitous and everybody has it now. But if they don't, we'll we'll send them messages on how to do that. And then we'll also send them, uh, uh, you know, links to videos that will show them how to navigate the platform and how to get around and find what you want.
3: And I'm assuming, like, uh, up to this event and during the event, you're going to have some sort of... Uh tech support team may be answering in social media and other places where people are looking for information and stuff like that
2: well yeah this uh, so I told you you know this started with like a the kernel of an idea um, this this uh, project now has uh, six full-time people working in it uh, the the cost of this platform is about as much as renting the Pepsi Center in Los Angeles for the weekend so this is um, and and the reason I mention that is is that because this platform includes a call center and support team. So, if you have a problem when you enter the platform uh, for any reason, then you can click on the support button, and you'll actually uh, there there will be a live support agent that will help you make sure that you can get on and uh, and find your way around it.
3: Yeah, because not all ham radio operators are going to have their children around to operate their computers <laughs> for right.
2: them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I tell I, I tell tell the uh, the, the old men. That um, they should make sure the grandson or granddaughter is over, you know, during the convention, so they can um, make sure that everything's plugged in and working properly.
3: <laughs> Outstanding. All right, so we kind of talked a little bit about uh, how the end user or you know the the visitor or attendee is going to operate. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, how how does one register to to attend the event?
2: Okay, so right now uh, at. Uh, qso qsotodayhamexpo.com, uh, there's a register button. So you just push the button there. It, it takes you to our registration page. Now we're urging people to, you know, stay opted in. And so what does that mean? This, this whole system and this whole weekend and this whole 30-day after period is paid for by the exhibitors and by the sponsors. So that's why we're offering a free ticket. Um, but every every speaker costs money and I'm talking about on the platform so any of the services that we've bought in order to facilitate this convention um, is paid for by the exhibitors and so what the exhibitors want in return for, for for everyone's participation is is that they can contact you after the show so we're we're uh, we're begging, <laughs> we're begging uh, people who are who are coming that, in exchange for the free ticket, that they'll stay opted in so that they can be c- uh, communicated with by the exhibitors and the sponsors um, after the show. Now, one of the incentives is 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 that um, they can only participate in the contests uh, if they're opted in. So. Uh, they're 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 perfectly uh, uh, they can opt out if they wish they have full use of the whole system. the only thing they won't have is the gaming portion
3: Well that might be good to know <laughs> if they're interested in that part um, all right so uh, and what is the cost for someone to uh, join this
2: to join what
3: to uh, be be an attendee right now
2: zero it's free all, yes. all, all of the attendees are free all the tickets are free.
3: Awesome. Awesome. All right, so we talked about the attendee side. Let's talk a little bit about the experience from uh, a vendor, a prospective vendor.
2: So uh, the, the experience that they're having right now is is that we're, we're onboarding them. So that means that um, we're gathering uh, or they're gathering all their content. That means uh, videos, uh, collateral materials, white, white papers, you know, to put on the system. Uh, they're selecting graphics. Uh, the... That that fit the the booths. So there's the booths are. If you go into the exhibitor section of the website, you'll actually see that there's booth styles. But as I said earlier, that those booth styles, uh, when you start coloring them with a with a color palette and you start putting your graphics up, uh, every one of those booths will look you know completely different. So that's the process they're in right now. Um, I've got. Uh, Emanuela, who is uh, the exhibit coordinator, she's working with the exhibitors right now to make sure that they, if they have any issues or questions on boarding, uh, then uh, those are re- easily resolved. The, the back end of the system is very simple uh, for uh, you know for them to use, uh, but we have the support in case they need it. So that's the experience right now. Once they're uh, once we go live, uh, they'll be able to um, to uh, essentially communicate uh, sitting at their computer with anybody that's so they're essentially looking at a chat screen and uh, and that chat screen will pop up with a, with a person wanting to speak with them they click on it uh, they'll either be speaking chatting text video or voice so that's kind of what their user experience is now they could open up a, another tab and they could, you know watch a webinar at the same time if they're not very busy but uh, I'm told by some of the the um, gold sponsors that we should expect uh, potentially a hundred thousand registrations. Um, we hope that they don't all, don't all hit the platform at the same time, but
3: <laughs> definitely test the uh, boundaries of the system.
2: That's exactly right. So we're learning, I and mean, this is a this is a learning experience for us. You know, this hasn't been done before. Uh, this hasn't been done before in ham radio at this scale. Um, so, and and everybody's so enth- enthusiastic about it. We're kind of like, you know, it's like you're, we've got a little kid with a huge bunch of helium balloons. We're just trying to, you know, keep them on the ground. So that's, you know, where we're at right now. But uh, that's, that's the, the, the user experience for exhibitors at the moment. As far as speakers are concerned, if, if you're going to go there, um, we have somebody that's full-time working with the speakers. Uh, I, I kind of, when, I, when it gets over my head, I actually hire somebody. And, um, and so Rachel uh is taking care of that and she's really good at it and this is right up her thing and so she's managing speakers right now and she'll um start educating them we're asking the speakers to kind of talk like ted because we believe that that after six months of watching everything on on uh, netflix and then going to amazon prime and exhausting that platform that um that i think that that people want to hear they want to hear something clear and concise uh I, I've told told the speakers that the the difference between a virtual conference and a live conference where they're giving a, a speech or a lecture is that in a live conference um, because of um, shame and uh, other you know social issues one doesn't necessarily get up and walk out 10 minutes into the presentation uh, because uh, there's just a lot of um, uh, a lot of uh, uh, angst that gets generated at that point, but when you're on a virtual platform, uh, it's very easy to ch- uh, change the channel. So we're we're hoping that the majority of our speakers will not have you know 40 slides and with a lot of f- fine print. That they will actually um, seriously talk like TED, may um, make a, a very focused, laser beam focused uh, uh, statement and support it, and uh, and then go to. Q and A within twenty to thirty minutes. That's that's our plan.
3: So right with the uh, the speakers, you guys are just going out and canvassing them yourselves, or do you have like a call for speakers out?
2: Or well, are you we that? we've had the call for speakers out for some time, so we've actually closed speakers now. Oh, so okay. so, but I've got over seventy already confirmed. And and, right. and those are those are people. Um, we'll have uh, Glenn Johnson W zero GJ. We've got Eric Nichols KL seven. Z A J or I'm sorry K uh, L seven A J in in Alaska. Ward Silver's on the platform. Um, Bob Wilson N six TV. We've got a lot of great speakers um, who are well known, uh, and many of them. The, the 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 I use the QSO Today podcast guest list uh, as my source of um, of soliciting speakers.
3: Yeah, awesome. <laughs> All right, so the speakers are all handled. The sponsors, you have one uh, one big sponsor, ICOM America. And are you still looking for more sponsors or just booths at this point?
2: Well, right now we're looking. I've got uh, two more gold sponsors to fill. I'd like to have eight gold sponsors, one platinum sponsor. And then um, everybody else uh, that comes in, those are exhibitors.
3: And uh, And there's what- three
2: sizes of booths.
3: Okay, yeah, there's a large, a medium, and a small booth that people right. can opt in for. And uh, how many exhibitors do you have signed up so far?
2: Uh, about 15 so far.
3: Okay, so still trying to get traction on that.
2: We're still trying to get traction. I, I think, you know, one of the one of the issues for exhibitors is is that, and I understand it, is is that, you know, this guy from Israel calls them on the phone and says, hey, uh, you, you should um, have a booth in my virtual convention so that that doesn't really sound great at first what what's happened though this week is is we signed a contract with the AWRL. so the AWRL is partnering partnering with us to promote this event we are now an AWRL uh diamond ham fest so uh we're going to get some traction from that we're we're the real thing we you know it's it's virtual but we're we're the real thing and um you know, podcasts like this one and other interviews that I'm doing, hopefully that will generate uh, some uh, response. And then um, uh, all of the uh, uh, the gold sponsors are also uh, working their, uh, their clients, their suppliers uh, to, you know, join in and be a part of this project.
3: Yeah, why don't you go uh, ahead and mention which uh, gold sponsors you have uh, set up so far?
2: Sure. Let me just go to the right... Uh, Board here.
0: <laughs> uh, I was already looking at it, but I'm going to wait for him. To no, I, I've, got, I I, I've
2: got all these Trello boards that I've. <laughs> you know, the great, the great thing about Trello is, is, it's. I was saying this to my partner in this today, Brad Grab. I said, um, you know, the great thing about Trello is, it's so, it's so amazing. But all of a sudden, you put a few people on it, and all of a sudden, um, I, they want four hundred dollars, and I'm sort of sitting here going, "Wow." <laughs> anyway, there, there must be an open source version of this somewhere. Uh, so we have uh, Icom as the platinum sponsor. Uh, RT Systems was the first gold sponsor. Flex Radio, DX Engineering, Elecraft, R Finder, and Gigaparts. And then uh, so far we've got uh, QRP Labs and Mass Trent, uh are in smaller booths. Uh, BioNano Battery, Fast Track to Ham Radio. Uh, we've got um, some uh, some podcasters. So we've got the Ham Radio Workbench podcast in there. Hundred Watts on a Wire k2bsa that uh, you know that one uh yep. we'll have uh, youth on the air the yoda booth will actually have three worldwide regions in its booth uh, the radio club of america has a booth and uh, the AWRL has a booth
3: awesome awesome well it, it definitely sounds like uh it's gaining momentum obviously it's uh it's not just an idea it's well beyond that and it's coming together quite rapidly and uh yeah. How many people have you got to actually uh, sign up for attendee tickets so far?
2: Well, at the moment, I'm not. I'm not disclosing. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so there are some. There are some. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are some. Yeah. No. There. There are.
0: Uh, As of the beginning of this podcast, it's n plus two. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> I did
2: mine like a week or two ago. Did you guys have you guys registered while you're talking to me on the on the phone? I did. I, did I registered early. Cheryl okay, and myself. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> No, but you have to come. You can't just register. So
0: Oh, I I plan on coming. I I really want to see how this works. I mean, I I would, when when this first popped up, we actually thought about possibly getting a booth, but unfortunately, we're sort of confined to one big event per year. And that big event didn't happen this year, but we're going to kind of roll it into next year. But if this turns into a thing, if this, if this looks like a good way to create a ham fest, it could be done at any time, not necessarily, uh, in, in lieu of, you know, hamvention, for example. Um, but if these virtual conventions really have a, a decent look and feel and, and, attract attendees, it might definitely be something we'd look at going forward.
2: Well, I'm, I'm a big fan of in-person conventions. I don't go to many in-person conventions, uh, basically because of where I live. Uh, but, I'm a big fan of them, and this is not a replacement for in-person conventions. The um, the QSO today virtual ham expo, um, I think, is going to attract a lot of uh, hams who are not uh, who are not active, who may not go to ham ham occasion or to um, to the Dayton Hamvention uh, because they they just don't. They just—they've uh, never gone. Maybe they never thought of going. I, for me, I've been a ham almost fifty years. I think it took me, you know, forty-five years to go to, to go to Dayton. So, I think that um, that what we're going to find is is that there's a place for a virtual convention in addition to the in-person conventions. So, uh, we we already have signed a contract for um, doing this again in March of twenty twenty-one. So we'll probably do this twice a year if we're, if we're successful, and I think we will be successful. I think there's a place for um, for a, an older demographic that may not be able to get to the in-person conventions.
3: You just have to figure out how to have a parking lot swap meet out there too. That's, that's the one part that... Well,
2: you know, that, <laughs> no, actually, believe it or not, we've actually talked about, you know, could we create some relationship with eBay or something like that? Because I think that you actually need... You you need that moderator in the middle of a of a of a virtual swap meet in order to make that you know make that work, but uh, it's not going to happen this time. I did ask the um the the uh, uh, the the platform provider if if uh, by the time we do this again in March that the cars in the parking lot actually have antennas on them, so. Uh, <laughs> So we'll see. You know, I'd like to make it look as as much like a maybe maybe the avatars will have uh, handy talkies and things like that as well. I mean, these virtual
0: events, though, the open source ones that we've looked at, and the ones that are sort of in any space, do have an advantage in that they come to where you are. So. You, you mentioned an older demographic, but it's not even just that. It's, it's anybody who has restricted in some way from getting to a place can go to these virtual events. And while it's not the same as one-on-one interaction with people, it definitely has that plus side to it.
2: Well, let, let's go back to the speaker, um, you know, the speaker auditorium for a second. The, the speaker auditorium will be open to hams anywhere in the world. And I think that uh, you'd be surprised that there's uh, there are hams in um, in other parts of the world outside of America that have never heard American speakers before and the subjects that they that they have. So, not only will those hams uh, any place in the world outside of America uh, be able to engage with them, um, they'll they'll be also be able to um, to ask them questions. Uh, if they're if they're on the platform in real time, they'll be able to do that. But if they're not, they can ask them questions, uh, you know, oh, through the chat system, uh, through the email system in the on-demand period. So, I think that's kind of an interesting opportunity for hams that um, that. That never get to the united states to see these speakers but also um there are some speakers that are um that are speaking in their time zones so for example i've got three speakers that will speak here in in israel and what they're going to be speaking on is um the s-hail uh satellite that uh, qatar owns um where we've got um uh, these three hams have have built earth stations here in Israel in fact this this is the most popular project right now in, in Israel is for is to build earth stations uh, to talk to this geosynchronous satellite now you guys don't have a geosynchronous satellite so you know this kind of uh, conversation you won't hear unless you you tune in to these three guys on the platform so I think it's a great opportunity for us to you know kind of share what we're doing worldwide uh, uh. To to just kind of you know be a, a larger ham radio community.
0: Yeah, indeed. I really like the, the conceptual idea of it, and I'm hoping that it plays out exactly the way it sounds like it will. And uh, as someone who's been to Hamvention nine times and never seen a single uh,
2: forum, <laughs> this <laughs> might actually be a, a way to do that. Well, you know, this is by the way when I'm when I'm pitching booths. And, and, and it's not easy, I must tell you. It, it is very hard, you know, to sell these booths. And it's very hard because this has never been done been done before. I think I've told every um, person that's bought a booth that, you know, I feel like I'm a pioneer. Uh, you know, I, I'm an entrepreneur by nature, but I feel like I'm a, a pioneer. But then when I say that, the first visual image that comes to my brain is uh, the American settler in the 1800s with his face in the dust in the Great Plains and three arrows in his back. So I'm hoping it doesn't go that way. But um, I, think that, I think this is going to be a great event, and I think it's going to be fun. I want it to be fun, and, uh, and I think that the, uh, the sponsors uh, will, they're, they're going to pull out all stops to make sure that, um, that they can serve the, uh, the hams that come to their booths uh, with, with great content, hopefully lots of videos, and, uh, and good questions being answered.
0: I'm, I'm surprised that Jesu's not on board with this. Maybe it's because they give out hats. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, actually, Yesu Yesu will be, uh, will be uh, in the Gigaparts area. Ah, okay. So, so they, so they will be there. Is well, I would bit, think they would. Yeah, I, I think you know some some companies outside, you know, you know, Americans. I think are used to kind of turning on a dime. I think you know, and you know, from a cultural standpoint, companies from other countries sometimes take a little bit longer to decide. So it's okay. Um, we'll be we'll be here in, in six months after that.
3: Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think what else about the event uh, have we not talked about that you want to put out there to uh, to our listeners.
2: I think just uh, get a ticket. That, that's the most important thing, you know. Getting getting a free ticket through our website will will tell everybody, uh, the exhibitors, the sponsors, that they made the right decision.
0: Awesome. So, why did you just out of curiosity? Why did you go with free as opposed to some nominal amount? Because you know how there's the mindset, I guess, that a free ticket is literally that, and people who get free tickets don't feel obligated to attend the event whereas if you charged even 2 or 5 dollars or something they might feel more inclined to actually participate
2: well that's a that's a uh, that's a very good question i actually polled uh, the listeners of the QSO today podcast and 800 of them replied that they would pay between 15 and 30 dollars for a ticket to this event so that would be great actually if i if i if i <laughs> if i asked that on the one hand on the other hand because this has never been done before, um, I, I kind of wanted to lower the bar of entry so that we get as much people uh, as many people as possible on the platform. We, we, we're, there's all, all kinds of testing going on here meaning that um, we're learning a whole bunch of stuff we didn't know before um, uh, you know how to sell booths, how to work with the platform and how to work with the, the, the platform providers. Um, they're amazing you know they're all young they're all entrepreneurial. Uh, they're all coders, uh, so um, they're they're interested in in how this will play out. They've never worked with ham, ham ham radio operators before, so one of the things they've said to me in our weekly meetings is, um, um, "You're all over the back end of this system. You know, we we don't have anybody that does that." And I said, "Well, I'm a ham radio operator. I want to know how everything works. You know, so I've already been through the back end. I've already given them feature requests." Uh, they're implementing some new features that they've never inter- implemented before for anyone else because I thought it was necessary to make a good user experience. So, yeah, no, I think we're, we're going to learn a lot. And a free ticket uh, means that we'll have um, we'll see what, what a huge registration looks like. We'll see how that impacts the platform in terms of when people show up and how they show up and how long they engage. Uh, so th- this is a great learning experience for us yeah and I think okay. Oh. I had uh,
0: one one question. I was just like scrolling down through some of the information on your website there about the expo. And it occurs to me we didn't address this, and I'm wondering how the hallway track
2: will work. How the hallway track will work? Well, that's very interesting. Um, we probably at, at this point, because I, 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 we were talking about Mumble before, right? Uh, before we even started the, the conversation here, so I, I'm using Mumble for the first time today to talk to you guys. This is something that you use all the time. Um, we will have a lounge area. You click on it, and it will it will have tabs that will probably go to um, uh. either chat chat rooms off off the platform. Or voice rooms off the platform or Zoom rooms off the platform. At this point, we're, we're still working this out. We've also, um, I've also started putting out, um, and I've got some volunteers that we will also have talking channels. So we're, we'll be on, um, on All Star, Echo Link, uh, System Fusion, D Star, DMR. So we'll we'll actually have um, talk groups and channels and stuff like that for that on on the website, so that uh, hams could talk to the, to each other uh, through these various devices to people on the platform. So we'll get some like you know drive-in uh, help for people that that might have a question they can ask it actually on the radio.
0: Ah, oh, nice.
3: So and I was gonna <coughs> ask a about the uh, from the exhibitors uh, experience since this is all web-driven you know fully web-driven platform and everything else i'm assuming they're going to get some really interesting engagement analytics numbers from you know people that just stare at the booth and maybe not click in and and maybe which ones they which items they clicked on and 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 how long they stayed watching stuff is all that going to be tracked and then delivered back to the uh, exhibitor for uh, their oh.
2: consumption well that's a great question yeah, um from an exhibitor standpoint, this is a this is a money machine. So so think about it. Uh, what we what we do is every time a, a, an attendee clicks on a booth, downloads content, looks at a window, listens to a speaker. And by the way, that's how our leaderboard contest works. You know, you get you get points for each of those things that you do. Um, all of that's recorded so that at the end of the Two-day period. All of the exhibitors will receive reports of everybody that's visited their booth and what they looked at. So then they'll know what to talk to those people about if they're interested in a specific transceiver or a, a certain kind of equipment or whatever. They have all that engagement. They also have at the end of the 30-day period. They also have the ability. The, they'll also get the same reports, but for the for the on-demand period. So they'll be able to to. to um, to know everybody who visited the booth in the on-demand period and what they were looking at, so so think of it this way: I I I went to Dayton once. It was the first year at the new fairgrounds. It was an amazing event, but I was only there one and a half days. Uh, I can tell you, I saw two booths and I saw no lectures. And I spent most of the time in the in the aisles speaking with people that um, I knew or knew me or something like that. So. The, the, the great thing about this is, 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 is that if you don't catch the webinars live, you can catch them again. If you don't catch the booths live, you can catch them during the 30-day waiting period. So for a, an exhibitor, that means that the engagement will be much higher you know, as a percentage of the total uh, people on the platform than, it, than even a, an in-person conference where um, just being there over the weekend is, is um, potentially overwhelming at least it is for me maybe um most people are more organized they've got their task list right and they're going to see this booth <laughs> <community. laughs>
3: no i think you know you got you know go to you know hamvention and stuff like that and you walk by like say the icon booth you know those guys are always busy and talking and you know you might not have the opportunity to pass by and talk to a representative uh you know during that event just because it's so backed up and there's lines and stuff like that and this kind of gives them an opportunity to uh to engage where you know you weren't able to before just due to circumstances times and technology of you know physically being there versus virtually being there
2: that's right no i look uh, this is no i'm 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 making no criticism of the law of the in-person shows um but 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 dayton was like going to mecca right you know it's (laughs) something you have to do if you're a ham radio operator but but Dayton reminded me, and I, I'm, I'm, this is not a slight, because Dayton is a fantastic show. But for me, it was like that scene from Moscow on the Hudson where Robin Williams is this, um, this uh, Russian defector to the United States, and he goes into a supermarket uh, in New York, and he goes into the coffee aisle, and there's 80 different varieties of coffee. And he looks at it, and his head starts spinning, and he faints on the floor. That that's kind of you know you, you you get to Dayton and it's so it's so big and it it has so much and I, I know I want to go to that that booth that where he's got you know 500 different kinds of connectors uh, and go through what, get get the connectors I'm missing um, but I didn't have time to do that I was I, it was just for me it was overwhelming and I think that for people that go every year they know exactly where to go what they want to see and what they want to do, but for the first time, guy, it's it's overwhelming, and and, and I'm I, I think it's gotten better. I understand that they now have an app and stuff, which helps you maybe plan a little bit better. But um, yeah, I think that's where that's going.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, it's gonna be uh, totally different. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and the great thing is, is you can pause it if you have to go, um, if you have to go eat, you have to use the you know, the the restroom. So you can pause it and, and you can come back to it. So uh, you, you're in kind of in control of it. I told my uh, my partner, Brad, on this that um, in, in March, what we have to do is we also have to have fast food buttons. So that, you know, you don't even have to get out of your chair. You can push the button and somebody will, you know, uh, McDonald's will deliver your Big Mac <laughs> or something.
3: <laughs> Excellent. That would, that would be great. Um, Russ, you got any more uh, questions about the event
0: or... I don't think so. I think I am fully informed about this event, and now that I've heard more about it, I'm more fully inclined to actually participate in it. So, well, Russ, I'm we hope you do, to...
2: and you can and you can participate it on Linux.
0: <laughs> yes, and I and I would and, be because <laughs> and,
2: and it, it could be Bonjaro or whatever whatever your flavor is. It'll work oh. on any flavor. It'll even work on a Chromebook. Oh, oh by the way, it will even work on your phone. So uh, uh, let me just say one last thing about the um, the speakers. All the speaker uh, sessions will be pre-recorded. We're calling this semi-live. And and the reason is is because um, I can think of nothing worse than you've got a speaker who's lined up to go and, and then his uh, internet doesn't work because his kids are downloading a huge movie uh, <laughs> upstairs, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. Not to say that this never happens, but never happens. No. So, so what we're doing is what we're doing is we're going to pre-record all of these, um, all of these these speakers, so that they will go off without a hitch. They'll be, you know, the, the quality will be great, and they'll they'll come from the platform themselves. And then the the question and answer period will come. Um, essentially, you'll get a pop up. You'll get a message that pops up in your screen and says, "Click on here to engage the speaker in Q and A." And essentially what it's doing is it's going to a, to a Zoom room. What's great about that is, is, is that the speaker could be using his cell phone and, enga- and engaging the group. He doesn't, he doesn't have to be tied to his desktop or his laptop or something like this. This whole platform works on um, not only your computer, but also on iPads and, and, uh, and smartphones. So you, you can still engage the platform uh, with all kinds of devices
3: already and since Russ doesn't have anything else let's just let's just go over once again where people can find the the link to this uh, show and uh, where they can find uh, a link to finding
2: you okay so the, the link to the show is Qso today dot com qso today dot com and uh, the landing page there has uh, has a button that says uh, register for your ticket push the button and uh, and register then um, I'm found at QSOtoday.com. So I have a, the QSO Today podcast. Um, I'm in QRZ, 4Z1UG. So anybody that wants to uh, message me, I'm Eric at QSOtoday.com. Uh, if anybody wants to send me a message or ask a question or something like that, I'm happy to take it.
3: And of course, they can find your podcast uh, on any of the podcast distribution networks that's right
2: yeah i'm (laughs) i'm I'm syndicated so i'm 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 on all of the podcast platforms
3: awesome awesome anything else from you russ
0: no i got nothing i except to say that we really appreciate eric coming on today and telling us all about the virtual ham expo and just so we're um thorough i guess we should mention again that it will be Technically starting at six PM on August seventh, right? Six PM, what was the time zone?
2: Uh Pacific. So it's 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 zero one hundred hours Zulu on August eighth. So if you just remember zero one hundred hours uh, Zulu on August eighth, that's when uh Dr. Scott Wright, K0 M D will do the keynote address. All right, and then it'll go for a solid forty eight hours after that. Solid forty eight so. hours and then it goes on demand. So uh yeah it's kind of like the, the, the pe- some of the people that are working for me are not hams yet. So for those people out there that that are have been criticizing me over the fact that I haven't been able to hire ham radio operators for every single position um the um the senior moment the uh you know what I forgot what I was going to say I'm so sorry <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm so okay. You know, I'm uh, I'm up until two o'clock in the morning every <laughs> every time, and then I have the dogs on top of me pawing me for breakfast at six. So it's I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Well, if it comes back to you, let us know. And we'll if it comes and back to you,
2: it's yeah, it's like, a it's a senior moment here. That's why I have great people that work for me because um, <laughs> uh, because uh, I forget. So I use a lot of tools. I use a lot of Linux tools to make sure that I hold it all together.
0: Good deal. So we like to hear. All right. Well, I think that takes us to the end then, because I have no more questions, Bill. I think you've uh, exhausted your. <laughs> I believe so. All right.
2: Right, and you, and and, and for for the hedonism part. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just so you know, we we make the best cabernets and merlots in the world. Oh. I think here in Israel now. So, you know, the oh. next time, next time you go to the store. Find find yourself an Israeli brand of a red wine, and you'll be very pleased. I will
0: have well, to try that. Bill will be very pleased because I'm a white wine drinker.
2: No, I like <laughs> I like bourbon, but nobody makes bourbon here, so. Uh,
3: oh, you should fix that. Yeah, <laughs> <do. You should laughs> fix that. I have to figure out how to
2: make a still. You know, you yeah.
3: has <laughs> <laughs> got soldering skills, don't you? Come on. Yeah, I do. That
2: I, I, that'll be my next hobby is to figure out how to um to to, to make my own sour mash, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: that's that's not that difficult. Plus, it's just a lot of copper, brass, and solder. You, yeah, you'd be good for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks once again, Eric, for being here. Uh, we're looking forward to the Virtual Ham Expo uh, from August eighth through August ninth, and uh, it's all online and it's going to be wherever you are.
2: So, definitely that's right. be a part of that. You can social distance and still be there.
0: Very good. So we'll go ahead and wrap this up. This has been episode number 354 of linux in the ham shack and for the on assignment cheryl w5 moo i'm russ k5 tux
3: and i'm bill N e four rd 73
1: info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at one nine zero nine lhs show That's 1-909-547-7469 Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or hand